This episode and message are brought to you by MedSchoolTutors.com. MedSchoolTutors was founded with a singular purpose, to revolutionize the way aspiring physicians prep for standardized tests. They were tired of seeing frustrated pre-med and medical students having to endure unresponsive videos, endless lectures, and mountains of books just because that's what they were supposed to do. There had to be a better way, so they made it their business literally to find it. And that's how they became the leading experts in one-to-one tutoring for the USMLE, COMLEX, shelf exams, medical coursework, and admissions and residency advisement. Med School Tutors. Better starts now. Check them out at medschooltutors.com. I want to live outside, live outside of all of this. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast. Today, starting something a little bit different. This is going to be a feature episode in our audio blog series sponsored by Med School Tutors. So, what we're going to be doing is taking high-yield articles, question dissection breakdowns, examination study advice, and posts on reducing anxiety and dealing with stress from the excellent Med School Tutors blog. It's the best blog out there in the med ed space, I assure you. And if you like this type of episode and you find it valuable, then let us and Med School Tutors know that you'd like to hear more. You can email us info at insidetheboards.com or medschooltutors directly at hq at medschooltutors.com. Let them know you heard the audio feature of their blog on the Inside the Boards podcast and you'd like to hear more. Today's article is by Dr. Christopher Karuba. It was posted on September 19th, 2017. You can find a link to it in the show notes. The title is USMLE Strategy, Shrinking Questions Down to Manageable Size. When I started medical school, I had a major problem. I was a very inefficient reader. While I could read through a passage or page very rapidly, I constantly found myself rereading that same material as many as four or five times before moving on. My logic was simple, yet flawed. Medical school is hard. Every sentence I read could be tested, so I must memorize each sentence. It didn't take long for me to realize that this strategy was unsustainable and that a better alternative needed to be found. Over the next few UWorld blocks, I stopped rereading material and instead focused on summarizing key details at the end of each passage or page. Now, rather than forcing myself to memorize pages of minutia, I was challenging myself to summarize text down to its most relevant details and conceptually understand each topic. As I transitioned into my USMLE Step 1 studying, I continued to utilize a similar strategy. However, despite my strong scores during preclinical courses, my UWorld scores were not where I expected them to be. While I could easily answer recall questions, like what is the mechanism of action of digoxin, I found myself struggling on the two-step, three-step questions that so often determine the difference between an average score and a 240+. plus. 
As I analyzed my own performance, I noticed that I was frequently overlooking key details buried within the question stem. In doing so, I was choosing answers that addressed only a small part of the patient's presentation or was struggling to decipher the overall objective of the question. Not being one to accept defeat, I began to devise new methods to approach the questions and ultimately settled on a summary technique that was like my reading style. Utilizing this method allowed me to master difficult questions, improve my speed, and build a foundation for test-taking that I still use today. My USMLE Question Summary Method. Here it is. As I read through the questions, I routinely highlight the four to eight most important details presented to me. These include such things as age. A good test taker will ensure that the answer choice is in line with the patient's age, i.e., you can probably rule out hypertrophic cardiomyopathy in an 89-year-old male with new-onset cardiac symptoms. Next, the acuity or chronicity of the presenting symptoms. Next, the pertinent positives and pertinent negative history and physical exam findings. Next, key risk factors. And finally, key lab and imaging findings. Once I have reached the end of a question, I will make a summary statement that is one to two sentences long and serves to appropriately direct me towards the correct answer. Here is an example of my technique in action. For practice, try to create your own summary statement of this UWorld or Boards style question. A 75-year-old male presents for evaluation of three months of worsening shortness of breath. His symptoms were initially present only with exertion, but now occur at rest. He also notes shortness of breath that awakens him from sleep at night and has forced him to lie on three pillows. He denies any fever, chills, cough, or chest pain. His past medical history is remarkable for hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and a 45-pack year history of smoking. Seven years prior, he underwent stenting of a left anterior descending artery lesion after presenting with a myocardial infarction. His medications include amlodipine and metformin. On physical examination, his vital signs are temperature of 98.9, a heart rate of 85, a respiratory rate of 18, and a blood pressure of 145 over 85. O2 saturation is 92% on room air. His cardiac exam is remarkable for an early diastolic murmur best heard at the apex in the left lateral decubitus position and 2-plus pitting lower extremity edema. Chest x-ray shows bilateral pulmonary edema and cardiomegaly. What is the next best step in management? A. Metoprolol B. Diuresis C. Coronary angiography D. Azithromycin E. Inhaled beta agonist or F. IV corticosteroids As you can see, the above example is a two-step question that requires you to both make a diagnosis and to know how to manage that condition. Additionally, based on the answer choices, we can deduce that the diagnosis is either cardiac, answers A through C, metoprolol, diuresis, coronary angiography, infectious, which is answer D, azithromycin, or pulmonary, answers E and F, inhaled beta agonist, IV, corticosteroids. Thus, a good summary statement should serve to point towards one of those three options. As such, I try to focus on key details that would rule one of them in or out. Being afebrile points away from infection. The presence of an S3 points towards cardiac, etc. So sample summary statement one. 
This is a 75-year-old male with a past history of an MI and multiple cardiac risk factors presenting with worsening dyspnea. He is afebrile, has a low O2 saturation, lacks a cough, and has an S3 and pitting edema on exam. His chest x-ray suggests a cardiac process. How should I treat him? Sample summary statement two. How do you manage a patient with acute decompensated heart failure? When creating a summary statement, I've found that there are generally two options depending on how well you know the material. The first statement that I created is made when you do not automatically reach the diagnosis by reading the question stem. Here, you are highlighting key details that should help you eliminate the non-cardiac answer choices, answers D through F, and thus focus your line of thinking. As your knowledge base grows, you should begin to make summary statements like the latter option, which is how do you manage a patient with acute decompensated heart failure. These sorts of statements serve to focus your attention on the question at hand and can turn a complex two-step or three-step question into a simple one-step problem. Rules for creating a USMLE summary statement. As with anything in medical school, success with this method requires practice. When I am working with students as a tutor and we are doing questions together, I will have them tell me their summary statement at the end of each question. In doing so, they can see what details they may have looked over and start to become masters of this technique early on. I can also give them several rules to follow. These include, one, keep your summary statement short. Repeating the entire question stem is a waste of time and defeats the purpose. Two, learn from your mistakes. If you miss a question, try to discover if it was because of a lack of knowledge, i.e. not knowing that the treatment of decompensated heart failure was diuresis in the example above, versus a failure of your process. That is, not realizing that the question stem above was about decompensated heart failure in the first place. If the latter is occurring frequently, then you need to expand your summaries to include more key details. And then three, don't overextend yourself. Make a summary as to the best of your abilities and then start using other strategies to answer the question. You don't want to waste time trying to craft the perfect summary or risk making an incorrect assumption because you are trying to answer the question ahead of the multiple choice options. One last example for practice. A 45-year-old female presents with three days of cough. She has a past medical history of HIV and is non-compliant with her heart regimen. On review, she describes a cough with productive, purulent sputum. She also endorses fever, chills, and dyspnea on exertion. She was recently seen by her primary care physician and had a CD4 count of 175. Vital signs, she's got a temperature of 102.3, a heart rate of 105, a respiratory rate of 18, and a BP of 110 over 78. The physical examination is negative for cardiac murmurs. She has no lower extremity edema. A chest x-ray shows a bilateral infiltrate. What is the next best step in management? Is it A, levofloxacin, B, acyclovir, C, trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole, D, furosemide, E, azithromycin, F, fluconazole, or G, metoprolol? Sample summary statement one. A 45-year-old female with HIV and a CD4 count of less than 200 presents with cough, fever, and a bilateral process on her chest x-ray. How should I treat her? Sample summary statement 2. 
How do you treat pneumocystis pneumonia? Again, by looking at the answer choices, I know that the objective of this question focuses on treatment of either a cardiac or infectious condition. Furthermore, her HIV and fever status indicate an infectious process, making answer choice D, Lasix, and metoprolol answer choice G less likely. This leaves answer choice B, acyclovir, answer choice C, trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole, and answer choice F, fluconazole. Of these, the fever, HIV status, and the chest x-ray findings all point away from a fungal process, which would be related to answer choice F, fluconazole, or a viral process, which would be related to answer choice B, acyclovir. This leaves me with one answer choice that brings together her clinical findings of fever, HIV status, and a bilateral finding of an infiltrate on an x-ray. So it's just pneumocystis pneumonia, and the treatment is trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole. In closing, I hope that you can utilize this strategy to help yourself master difficult questions on the USMLE. I believe that this method will help you address the important aspects of a question, ignore distractors, and improve your score. Good luck. So there's the first feature in our audio blog series brought to you by Med School Tutors. Go to medschooltutors.com and let us know if you like this type of content so that we can continue it. Please subscribe to this podcast. And while you're in your app, why don't you take a moment and just share this episode on your social media platforms? I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. See you back next time. Just wanted to thank Rao Reynolds and Enter Shikari for letting us use the track Live Outside off The Spark, their new album, about which Rao said, what I was trying to do with this album in marrying the personal and the political is to ensure that human vulnerability is laid bare and to not be afraid to speak about emotions. Plus, this album is a little lighter than what you heard previously with the song Anesthetist. At any rate, check out entershikari.com.